Hey, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. Let's go, fellas! And for the fourth time this year, we get on here to talk about a Patriots loss. Welcome into the Patriots podcast. I'm Sean here with Ryan and JJ. Hello. What's up? Two and four. The Patriots, the New England Patriots, helmed by Bill Belichick. Two and four. What's? Oh. <laughs> I oh. know, right? You see some of the qu- some of the quotes coming out of there, and they're like, "We're better than a two and four team." It's like, yeah, but you're not because you're two and four. Right. Yeah. Four losses at home. No less. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I think um, this week it showed that, you know, you got a team that is willing to fight. They're they're trying to find the right things, but they're still don't know their identity as a team. They don't know really what works well and when to do it and when not to do it. And our defense, I think the defensive play calling, they really got to and I don't know if it's not enough pieces or. They really got to figure that out because this defense was supposed to be a lot better. He gave up just tons, most yards ever Bill Belichick has ever, you know, has given up in his tenure here, maybe of all time. Uh, it was like 450-something yards or something along those lines. Right. Yep. So, you know, just they, they've got a lot of figure soul-searching to do. It was a really good game, one of the most entertaining games I've seen in a long time. A lot of fun, but just you know, air out of the tires on that last last play to C.D. Lamb. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, 567 yards, most given up by Belichick with the Patriots. Right. Wow, 567. Uh, it feels like every week is kind of a different problem. Offensively, it's the inability to run. Uh, it's the pressure allowed, the drops, not finishing drives, fumbles. Defensively, on a week-to-week basis, it's either – not being able to stop the run or one guy getting pressure and the others can't or blown coverages, special teams, block punts. Um, and it's kind of a slippery slope. Once you start losing, it, it can become yeah. a habit. And the fact that we've seen all the units, maybe besides the O-line have solid games from time to time, it makes me feel like this is almost a coaching issue. And, um, more specifically the play calling, um, seems to be an issue that keeps coming up yeah my my initial takeaway from this game i mean first of all it was a really good game and all that unexpected shit at the end of the fourth quarter really just a- added to the fun uh which we'll we'll get all into that but uh my f- initial takeaway was like we knew that we knew going in dallas had a really good offense and and whatnot but like just a- after the game I'm like this is a really good team dallas has a really good team and i don't think we really need to be kicking ourselves Looking back, when you're like, "Oh shoot, we lost to the Dolphins, who have gone 0 and 5 since," like that that one hurts a lot, especially when yeah. you see what the Saints have have turned out to be for the most part. But losing to Dallas like this in overtime in this fashion, same thing with losing to the Buccaneers in the end of the fourth quarter. It's not the worst thing in the world. No. So that was like no, my, my initial takeaway. Dallas is top three team in the NFC, almost definitely. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's a great team. You go two and four. You start looking at the way things are going, and I mean this would have been a huge momentum shifter for the season. Um, no, it's not. It's not the worst way to lose. I'm definitely happy they they were competitive and they brought it. And you see someone like Mac Jones. You know he throws a pick six late in the fourth quarter. There's not a lot of time left. You think, oh God, the game's over. This kid comes right back and throws it to the throws it right at that dude. He threw a pick to, right at him. That takes coverage. some stones, big time. That takes some balls, and to see a quarterback do that, a rookie that had got his clock cleaned during this game. Oh my God, he took some big hits. One of the biggest hits, cleanest shots I've seen on a quarterback in a while. Decleated. Uh, he was decleated by Randy Gregory. Decleated. Ball came out. It was just like, oh my God, is he going to get back in the game? Not only does he get back in the game. Did you see what he said about it? Uh, I don't. He's like, he's like, he's like, it, it makes it more fun when you take a big hit. He's like, I, I go through practice all week. Nobody hits me. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, you like good. it? He's got that Andrew Luck gene. At least he's putting out that image, which is probably yeah. good. Because, I mean, he looks he looks extremely hittable. Yeah. <laughs> Mac Jones builds. He looks very hittable. He so looks he's, like- he's probably got to put it out there that, hey, I don't mind it. It was just the thing that gets me is this was 
you had you had the game. You were winning. You had done. You followed the script. The coaching before the game had been dynamite for the first time this season. I thought they came well. Maybe against the Bucks, they came out with a good game plan. But they came out with a great, great game plan. Uh, they made they caused the turnovers like we wanted to see in opportune times. And then when push came to shove, we made the wrong decisions. The in-game coaching didn't do wasn't what done well and we lost and it's like oh if you you know so many opportunities where you know what happened you had it it was right there you played scared at the end the story of the game to me is is our kind of conservative play calling yeah but especially in the last couple minutes of the game we're up 21 20 after a missed field goal we got the ball on our own 41 and the Cowboys have two timeouts, and you get a delay of game penalty and then throw a pick six. And kudos to Mac Jones, comes right back the very next play, throws a bomb to Dig- bomb right at Diggs, um, and, and he born beats his guy on a double move, Diggs, and just a terrible play by the safety. Yeah, the safety tried to jump it. Oh, it was really bad. You get the two-point conversion to Jacoby Myers, who can't get a touchdown, um, He's just cursed with, with that. But um, so you take the lead, 29-26, and um, they get the ball, third and 25 on their own 45, and they hit a, a deep in to C.D. Lamb, who was just a serious problem in this game for 24. And they, they kick a field goal there with 24 seconds left to get a 29-29, send the game into overtime. Yeah, pretty brutal. Uh, one of the things I thought the the Pats were fortunate for the most part to be, I mean, neck and neck in this game. They had the a slight lead for most of the game. They're up by four at halftime. Eventually, they're up by one in the fourth quarter. They they fall behind. Then they jump ahead, twenty nine twenty six. It's not like I I know you you can go back and you can point to a couple plays where it's like oh if they had that one that fourth and four play on the final field mm-hmm. goal drive uh, that they connect to. I can't even remember their fourth receiver's name, number one, Brown. Uh, that dude was good. He actually he looked yeah. pretty dang good. <laughs> I'm like, let's throw on the sideline there. Let's acquire that dude. Phenomenal to him. Uh, so it's like little plays like that where you, you see that one, you're like, oh, but at the same time, you know, they, they missed a field goal, a very make yeah. 51 yarder. They mm-hmm. they got stopped on fourth and goal on at the end of the first half with the fumble. Amazing play by Jawan Bentley. The the normal camera angle doesn't Amazing do it justice. Play. When you see it from above, and he's punching like at the width of his wingspan, and yeah. he makes that punch, and he throws the punch well before Dak picks the the ball up. I mean, unbelievable play. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever seen. I think that, he had his best play. game. I think yeah. that was his best game. I've yeah. seen him play. It was tremendous. So, like, a play like that, Dallas turns the ball over on downs on fourth and one to open the game. It's like all of these plays, obviously, they give up the 75-yard touchdown at the end of the fourth quarter. It's like a lot of things went the Patriots' way, not to mention the penalties. Holy shit, the Cowboys had, like, at least two, three times as many penalties as the Patriots. Yeah. It was crazy. So I'm like, we were really fortunate to be in that game, and I know you could look they back. They played a sloppy game. They played a really sloppy game, which points to how freaking good they are. That offense is unstoppable. Yeah, yeah. that they could do all that. I mean, um, yeah, there were definitely some positives out of this game. It's just I'd love to see the win, and, you know, why can't we put it all together? Like you said, all those things came together. One thing that really, you know, second guess I have is the old, you know, we, we're taking timeouts. Um, Dallas is driving late in the second quarter. We're taking timeouts to stop the clock, clock, hopefully to get the ball back. And then we have that great turnaround there where I think he punched the ball out on that play. Uh, Bentley did. We recover it, get it to 20. I think we still have a timeout and two minutes left, then we decided not to go for it. wasn't two minutes. It was, uh, it was minute a minute, 30. minute 30. So we had time to get a field goal. And it's like, Keep them on their toes. Do something instead of just kneel it. Like, why would you take the timeouts and then kneel it? And it's, I feel like there's this thing where they're really nervous about, it's like it's, they're playing scared because of Mac. They're like, oh, we don't want him to make the big mistake. We don't want him to throw the pick six, this, that, and the other thing. And it kind of cost you the game because if you did go for it on one of those plays, if you did go for it on one of the fourth, 
fourth downs when you know we're in overtime and we're past the 50 and you know you're not going to stop their offense at this point we knew it like you gotta go for it we have to go for one or two of these things to make the play and you know the the halftime double score we're getting the ball back none of it's none of those things are happening anymore i get it's the rookie quarterback but you know at what point do you stop worrying so much about the rookie quarterback and letting him play ball a little bit and winning instead of losing because a couple of these have come down to losses now yeah i would point out that the two previous possessions was the mac jones fumble on the randy gregory sack and a blocked punt another blocked punt this season so at the True. end, they're just like, let's just be done with this half. Granted, they came out and went three and out to start the second half, but they were probably like, we're just not going to give them any, any more momentum going into half. Dude, the blocked punts are terrible. Brutal. So yeah. like, what are you doing? I, the, the frustrating for, thing for That's me is coaching, from, like you said. from week to week, I feel like the same things that are positives one week are negatives the next week. Remember how good a job Jalen Mills did on Chris Godwin. And then you match him up against CD lamb and CD lamb gets what? Nine catches, 149 yards and two touchdowns. I believe. Yeah. Allow 459 yards passing and Mills had a nightmare. Um, These problems we have with QBs that can get outside the pocket a little bit. If Dak, Dak creates time and he's a very good quarterback. I don't want to take anything away from the Cowboys, but um, Dak's playing great. I just don't know who's calling the plays is the other thing. Like, do we have a clear definition on who's the defensive coordinator? Because Steve Belichick is. Is he actually calling the plays? Do we know that for a fact? He's the one calling the plays. I don't think he's the defensive coordinator, though. It's well, very strange. and there He's seems not to doing be a, a good of, job. And there's not a lot of accountability in the media. There's And Belichick really covers up a lot of that like who is i mean there's guys wide open down the field and i i want to see the players act a little more accountable too toward towards each other and i'm looking at ty law's comments on um i think he was on weei earlier this week saying um you don't let people come in here and walk all over you throw the ball anytime they want to i mean that's shameful and he's got a point i mean what do you have 400 59 yards passing or something like that basically yeah yeah and from a week to week perspective i don't know what this team's going to do but they did a great job stopping the run so it's like and situationally they yeah the cowboys were three of 13 on third down yeah i kind of never know what i'm going to get with this team you know what i mean that's the thing like i know you can stop the run now so why have teams been running all over us (laughs) right (laughs) against tampa i know you can stop the pass so why is dallas passing all over us like right why can't it be one or the other let's get this thing together and i really think that comes down to coaching well you know and another thing about the coaching too is is you were talking about the defense one thing that i noticed that i really didn't like is we started really blitzing which i did like we started sending a lot of guys trying to do different shaded blitzes and stuff like that which wasn't working 100 percent of the time but it was keeping dak off of his you know out of his comfort zone for sure. You could see him get a little rattled. He was getting hit. He made a couple great throws out of it, which you're going to get with him, you know, because he's so talented. But it was getting him off the ball. It was they were they were sending a lot of guys. They were doing different things. And I liked it. And then in the fourth quarter, they kind of stopped. They started pretending like they were rushing guys and then dropping people back. But the thing is, the linebackers that we have, Kyle Van Noy dropping back over the middle of the field. When it's fourth and tw- on this fourth and twenty-five play specifically, there was mm-hmm. there's no reason to give up a fourth and twenty-five or th- I'm sorry, third and twenty-five. Mm-hmm. That's pretty bad. That's horrible defense if you give that up on one play. He had I think it was six or seven guys rushing, two or three of them dropped back, didn't even rush the passer, and were nowhere anywhere near anybody in coverage in zone. And it's like that is a terrible defensive play call to call on friggin' third and twenty-five where basically you can give up 15 yards. You have 15 yards to give up there, and they're going to kick the field goal and probably miss because they don't have options. You could almost go into a shell and just defend that that yard marker, and you'd be in way better shape than trying to play man with two over the top. And then then they dropped the linebackers who didn't even do anything. So it's basically you had two or three guys on that play 
that had were in no position to do anything. You want to blitz? Blitz. You want like I get what we're trying to do, but third and fucking twenty-five. That's what like getting to coaching on that. Bill Belichick's got to know like that is a dumb fucking thing. I know that's a dumb thing to do in that scenario. Like situational football for coaching. Come on. I look at it. I look at it as both a positive and a negative thing that we've seen all of these units do really well. And then we've seen the same units do really badly. Like, okay, so we know they can all perform. So why aren't they doing it consistently? In unison as a team. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. One of the other, I, I think you guys are absolutely right about the inconsistencies on, you know, in this game, they're two for two in the red zone. Hey, that's great. We've been complaining about our red zone offense all year. But yeah. then there are some other problems that, that crop up. Uh, one of them, like, they get to delay a game on the second to last drive in the fourth quarter. It ends up in yeah. a second and 15, and we end up throwing the, the pick six on that. Earlier in the game, Nikhil Harry has no fucking idea where he should oh line my up. God. Has no idea what? that he should be going in motion. And then yeah. we get... Take uh, a burn timeout. We get a timeout right there. Uh, on the block punt, I don't know if you guys noticed, but it took him forever to get set up on that. Yeah. It's just like they ended up snapping that ball with one second on the play clock. Nobody was really ready. They did certainly didn't have time to stand there, point out exactly who each person's going to block. Somebody right. winds in free and, and we wind up with a block punt. So it's just That's little coaching. things like that. That's coaching. Exactly. But, but this is week six of a 17 game season. And lots of times you can have encouraging wins along the way where you're like, oh, I figured out something else. Now, they certainly have a lot more to figure out, and they have some training wheels to remove from different players in the game. Mac was solid in this game. PFF loved him. Uh, QBR, not exactly so much. But he was like 10 for 10 by the time he gets into the fourth quarter, which is preposterous that that's how few passes he had at that point. Although he did run the ball pretty well in this game. Damian Harris had a good game. He did offensively. And Stevenson. Stevenson got some time. He looks... Yeah. I'm getting derailed here, but I'm to, to touch on the running backs, Stevenson, there's something magical about the way he moves. He looks slow, but patient and quick enough. I mean, everything, it looks effortless. He is not he, nearly as big as he was in college. Yeah, he's 20 pounds lighter. They keep calling him 250. He, he played at 245 in college. He's 227 max. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't see that. I I was very happy to see us kind of use Damien a lot more. And it, mm-hmm. and it's funny because this makeshift offensive line was almost better than our usual starters that we've seen. Outside of the couple, the first, couple of really bad plays. But, yeah. Right. In the Overall. first three weeks of the season, Ted Karras had a good game. On when he was in there, he had a good game. David Andrews had a good game. Justin Heron continues to be... One of the worst pass-blocking pass, pass blocking linemen I've ever seen in my life. He's going to get this fucking kid killed. Um, uh, Yadney got be- burnt by Gregory on that sack. Yadney, yeah. you, Yadney? He got, he, uh, at the beginning of the game on Wenu was coming in as the extra tight end, and then they swapped him. And they were like, we got to get Kajust out of here. And on Wenu was playing right tackle by the end of the game, and Kajust was coming like. in as the extra lineman. I don't know I mean, why. Why were they babying on Wenu? If you're clear to go, you're clear to go. I know. Win too. I'm, win too. Uh, win had some snaps in this game as well, didn't he? A little bit, but then he got benched because he fucked something up. I mean, so I think got to be better. I mean, I think it shows. Like we've said, we know we have the talent. You know, Shaq Mason hopefully is coming back soon. I think a Wenu, he was really good at right tackle last year. Keep him. I, Keep him. There. I think that's where he needs to stay. I don't know why we're screwing around with that keep Karras at the other guard he's good enough uh you got Andrews and then you got to just figure out your left tackle which hopefully will be win you're getting Trent Brown back maybe you can bump win inside I think they've got the talent like we've talked about they need to figure out the order to put these guys in because they're not playing confidently and we know there's some pro like really good talent there yeah yeah I think the the most concerning thing for me right now is the groups that we thought were our strongest, our O-line and our DBs, have been arguably our weakest. Um, and I was watching Judon a lot in overtime, and it was like these lazy prevent de- defense pass rushes. And 
that's concerning to me. I mean, I know he's had a good season. He played 79 so they were, snaps. In yeah, this game. they were gas, dude. 47.6 rating by PFF. He he like, played 79 snaps. He shouldn't be playing over 60 ever. Yeah, yeah that that's a lot. They he they must, knew they he were must have been dog tired because he looked like a different person in that overtime. He looked like he was gone. He was pooped. He was. I think they were pooped. gassed. I think they. That's one of the other reasons Bill should have went for it on fourth down is because he knew his defense was gassed. The so Cowboys he, Cowboys had over 90 offensive plays. Anytime, yeah. if you get to 90 offensive plays, it should be a guaranteed win. It was kind of magical that the Patriots were still in it. Yeah, I mean, they went for two. That was great. Um, you know, more coaching decisions, too. Like, Hunter Henry, I thought, had a great game, but he disappeared. Yeah. They just didn't look at him for most of the game. Uh, John John yeah, Smith, never, they they don't look at him. I understand he had the really bad game, and they're trying to figure him out. Like, they're doing a terrible job figuring out what that guy can do because we know he's fast. He looks really athletic. It's like, what the hell? You just paid him all this money, and you're just now not using him. We, we need like him. We're using the two tight end set a lot less than I would have imagined we would have coming into the Because season. it wasn't working for us. It's like one of fine. Put John who had freaking receiver or something for christ's sake yeah. it's better than the keel harry at your third receiver to be completely honest i mean the keel's not giving us shit which is uh, that that penalty or that what was it timeout oh my time god out. very disappointing and he's been playing. in the system for three four years now that he had, shouldn't happen he had no, no clue what was going on right there Nikhil gets a lot of snaps and he is out there as a i mean he's a tackle on the perimeter he is blocking. Yeah. That's all he does is block. And like put Johnu out there. Kudos to you if you're willing to do that. Like ha- happy that you're able to get on the field and do that. But if that's yeah. the best that we can put out there in terms of a receiver is a glorified blocker. That's embarrassing. Nelson Aguilar didn't have his best game. He had a drop. Uh Jacoby Myers played really well. I thought Jacoby was really good in this one. Got another touchdown called back. Yeah. Unfortunate for on that, him. On that overtime drive. Um, there was an out route. I think it was a third and three. Yes. And we ended up hunting on fourth and three. There was an out route to Aguilar where he got his face mask held a little bit. It was yeah, no one called it. They didn't call it. They didn't really appeal for it. Um, he had a bad game, to be honest. I think he had one catch. Um, See, that's a great example of a, a play in the game. Sorry, I'm t- totally uh, jumping in on you there. But... It, Dallas showed no. an, an overload blitz on the left side, and Mac freaked out and threw immediately to the right side. He didn't even like look around. He just put it up to Aguilar, who was running on the right sideline. And it's a it's just a perfect example of Dan Quinn, much maligned defensive person uh, in the NFL over the last few years with the Falcons. But he dialed something up on third down, and he forced us into a bad play. And it's just like that's exactly the stuff that we need from a defensive play calling standpoint. By the yeah. same token, on on the CD Lamb uh, touchdown to win the game, we sent we sent the house, and there was no one over the top, and he had like twenty five yards of space, and you know you can you can fault the Patriots players, but that kid's a game breaker. Um, nine for one forty nine and two touchdowns. It's not going to be long before he's a premier receiver in the NFL. He he might already be. That's what our offense is missing, a player like that. Yeah, totally. It's a game breaker. A, a you know? go-to guy where you can – Mac can just trust to throw it up to him. And I, I was thinking recently, I know, you know, obviously Julian Edelman is nowhere coming back, but, like, this would have been a perfect rookie quarterback for Jules to be on the field with just like, yeah, like, throw the ball to me in this situation. Like, uh, even though he was having issues with drops and stuff like that, I mean, but a player like that is – solely what this offense is missing it's like we need a guy who mac can lean on trust and throw to in you know third and four and know he's going to pick it up myers is there a little bit but james white this man. franchise yeah i mean this franchise though as far as like a guy downfield like that we haven't had that in a long time brandon no. cooks was was a little bit that but um we haven't really had that since Randy Moss. And I'm not confident that we know how to find that guy. Or use him. We certainly don't, to... don't know how right. to develop that guy. We know that. Uh, I, you know, I was thinking just now, as we were sitting here, 
that oh i think dak prescott i haven't heard anybody talk about him for mvp but he could totally be an mvp candidate and i started looking at the stats he's top five in every relevant passing stat he's doing great uh he's 73 mm. percent completion and then i just checked the odds for nfl mvp he's in first he's in first. <laughs> oh, there you go he's he's the currently the favorite for nfl mvp so i'm like okay that that makes sense but Watching this game with Tony Romo, were you guys as annoyed with him as I was when I'm like, dude, I know you're rooting for the Cowboys. I know you are. Just yeah, yeah. shut up already about, oh, Kellen Moore is the best offensive mind in the NFL. And uh, Dak, and like this and that. And I'm just like, he's like, I'm yeah, not trying to say anything because I know these guys. And I'm like, shut yeah. up. Just be a, be honest about it. I know where you're coming from. Yeah, he was I in- get it. He was insufferable when Trayvon Diggs made that pick. I mean, that was that was like. First of all, I had had it with him in like the second quarter, and usually I like him because he's not so much of a homer. But when Trayvon Diggs made that pick, you would have thought he was like the second coming of Champ Bailey, or I, I don't know. It was just like <laughs> Beyonce. I I don't know, but he's a good corner, all right. But he got fucking smoked on the very next play, and he didn't <laughs> that was anything. Awesome. He didn't hear anything about Diggs, did you? It was all no, about the didn't. safety on that play. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, what's the safety there's... doing? It's like, hey, you're still manned up on that guy. Now, to be fair, though, he did say it was Diggs' fault. And the safety really should have. He was, like, going for the ball, and the guy caught it three yards in front of where he was, number 11. And yeah, it was bad. Yeah. Also, it was I mean, great. You just finally. Me. Go ahead, James. No, I was just going to say, first time we got over a 30-yard play, 35-yard play all season. Pretty good. 75-yarder right there. You know whose name I didn't hear once, and I just realized? Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons, uh, arguably yeah. NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. Didn't hear his name a single time. Didn't do oh. anything. They kept no. him in check. They kept him in check big time. Yeah, luckily. They do that. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, same thing. He, he didn't really do anything, you know? And we that's kind of Bill Belichick's way, right? Take away the, the number one threat. Um, they key yeah. out, they key in on a guy and they take him away. The problem is, if you can't stop the secondary shit, you got a real problem. Right. Yep. Well, they did good on pretty much everyone. Schultz got him a little bit, but then it seemed like they picked him up when he was kept going over the flat. Uh, you know, by the second quarter, I feel like most of his stats were in the first half, but it was CD, CD Lamb. They just, I don't know if we underestimated him. You know, I'm surprised um, we basically didn't double team him once he was eating us alive. Well, he's he's a beast, and there's a reason that everyone thought he was a steal when he was drafted in the teens in the first round last year. I had him as I think the sixth best player in last year's draft. Yeah, certainly ahead of uh, Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy, yeah. I, I had him way yeah. ahead of Jerry Judy. Yeah, uh, Judy just. To his, I mean, he just hasn't been able to stay on the field. CeeDee Lamb's a beast. He's a beast. That's why they gave him 88 when he walked in the door. Mm-hmm. So the Pats find themselves at 2-4 and four right now. Fortunate, fortunately, we have two dreadful franchises in our division. So uh, the Dolphins fall to 1-5. and five. The Jets join them at 1-5. and five. So we're in solo, uh, solitary possession of second place Jesus. at 2-4. and four. <laughs> it sucks. I mean, there's an extra game this season, so we got even a better, like, one more game to get above 500. But, yeah, it's a tough position to be in. Dallas turned out to be a much harder game than it would have looked like if you looked at last year's record. Yeah. Um, given that they're, they've are they won more games this year than they won last year. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, wow. pretty good for oh. them. Luckily, we have the Jets coming up next. Luckily, the Jets are the next one on our schedule. Hopefully, we can get a home win finally. Wouldn't that be nice? we got a front-loaded schedule in terms of home and away. Uh, But before we move on to that game, let's touch on a couple of games from this weekend. I just mentioned Miami's 1-5. They they gift, effectively, the Jaguars their first win in, I don't know, like 16 months, something like that. Uh, It's been a long-ass time for the Jaguars. So uh, Urban Meyer gets off the schneid and gets to talk about something other than his exploits in Ohio right now, and <laughs> Miami is not doing so good. Uh, the Deshaun Watson trade rumors are warming up once again as the trade deadline looms. 
Chris Carter came out today and said Tua Tungavailoa would not be an NFL quarterback. <laughs> like he's like, what do you mean would not be? Oh no no, he said he could not be my quarterback, is what Chris Carter said. Jesus. Yeah. So uh, difficult times. Like that whole Jalen Hurts uh, Tua thing is really well, taking a he turn might not be. in the NFL. It might not be. There's a lot of rumors going around that Watson could get dealt to Miami as soon as next week. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Exactly. Be interesting. We'll see about that. Hmm. Uh, the two games that we wanted to highlight last week, there were, ended up being a, a couple other good games. But the two games we wanted to highlight, the Ravens and Chargers, we were all excited for that. And, oh, my God, did Lamar Jackson and that Ravens defense absolutely kick the teeth. Destroy them. They destroyed them. Yeah. yeah. They played really bad. The Chargers did. I was watching that game, and I, I Chargers are kind of my my team that I've been rooting for. Besides the Patriots this year, not like actively rooting for them, but they've been fun to watch. Um, the problem is when you can't stop the run, which has been a problem for them all season, and then they couldn't run at all. Um, I mean, that's a recipe for disaster right there. And and uh, I think that Herbert might have had one of the worst games of his career. He was under pressure the whole game. Um, Ravens, Ravens kind of look legit right now. For all Ravens. the shit, uh, Lamar's playing great. So, we'll yeah, Ravens are sneakily becoming one of the best teams in the league. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Herbert looked the worst that I've seen him, and just generally inaccurate, especially on a lot of fourth down plays. He was just really He's hurt. People. I don't know. It's just it was something weird. He was definitely um, getting hit. He, he had some issues with the blitz. Um, so he was getting hit. Yeah. And the other game this weekend that, that looked pretty good on paper turned out to be not quite as good. Uh, Arizona going into Cleveland to play the Browns. The Browns are just ravaged by injuries, and it only got worse at the end of this game. Yeah. But they end up going down big time. Arizona improves the 6 now. Yeah. Um, Cleveland just being Cleveland, and, you know, to, to tie it all up with the Patriots, I feel like, you know, we had a tough, tough loss, obviously, in Dallas. That's the best way to describe that. But um, you have the Jets coming up and then two big games the next two weeks were the Chargers and then the Browns the week after, I believe. And we were really worried about those games, or at least I was. And now you see that L.A. and Air, you know, and Cleveland both just lost big time where it's like, OK, maybe someone figured this stuff out a little bit. Cleveland injuries, L.A., hopefully people found a weakness. We'll yeah. see. I think that, that looks good. We could go. We could maybe run run those three games. That would be amazing. Yeah, going into the game, I thought the Browns were going to obliterate us. Steal this one, and then Chandler Jones is uh, ruled out. I think Hudson, their offensive lineman, ruled out. Kingsbury, their coach, uh, I think he was ill. Um, so Kyler Murray, man, this team, I just keep saying that they're fucking dangerous team, man. And that's not the worst defense, even with their injuries. So, um, Cleveland is not a team I particularly want to face, but to do what they did, I think 37 points against them. Arizona's Arizona's a scary team, man. Yeah. Yeah. And Cleveland got even more injuries. Baker Mayfield out for Thursday night's game this week. Nick Chubb continues to be out. Kareem Hunt on IR. Koromoa, Awosu Koromoa, uh, also on IR. They're just absolutely ravaged out there. Who is the uh, backup to Baker Mayfield? It's Case Keenum. Oh, good old Case. Good old Case. case. Well, it's really good news when you think back on Case Keenum's best season in the NFL was with the Vikings when they went into the Minneapolis Miracle. What was that, 2018, 2017? One of those seasons, and Kevin Stefanski was their off uh, quarterbacks coach. Real quick, I just want to comment: the one o'clock games were so fucking bad, so bad. Yeah, they were all blowouts. I think there was what the Packers and Bears was like the only close one. It was like twenty four fourteen, and it was yeah, it wasn't everything that close. else. Was like, everything else was like a twenty one point thirty point blowout. The the Texans, who we almost lost to, lost thirty one to three against the Colts who are what two and four um it was just it was hard to watch these one o'clock games it was brutal yeah, yeah red zone I feel bad for 
the red zone guys just trying to, trying to keep keep the the viewers interested i i watched way too much of that chargers game for for what it ended up being yeah right yeah, yeah. Uh, and i was really feeling the buys uh this week this past week there were four teams on a buy this coming week there are six teams on a buy i mean it's it really fucks with the schedule when you look at the the teams that are on a buy this coming week Buffalo, Dallas, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Chargers, Jacksonville. It's like those most of the interesting teams. But yeah, there were only four teams on a bye this weekend. You 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 mentioned the Green Bay Chicago game. That ended up being mildly interesting in the fourth quarter, mostly because Aaron Rodgers was berating the Chicago fans. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers giving it to him. That was great. I mean it was accurate, uh, right? I know it was shit talk, but it was also accurate. No, yeah, yeah I, w- I would say it's pretty accurate. He owns them. Yeah, and, and he always has, sucks. and he still does. Yeah. So, coming up on this next week, we got the low league Jets. What are they? One in, one in five. Uh, are they? They want? They have a win. They yeah. They they beat the Titans. Beat the Titans. Oddly enough, the Titans beat the the first place Buffalo Bills. Everybody's darling in the AFC. <laughs> so, yeah. Figure that one. Oh out. Oh my God! The fourth and one. What do you guys think of that? Oh, how. C- what were they doing? What was terrible play? No idea. I, and Josh Allen slipped. He just slipped. It was a, it was a terrible play. That's like, a yeah, thing. What, what do you got? I was I was trying to count how many things could go wrong on a field goal. There's like four things that could go wrong. But on just your everyday down, it's like holding, false start. All the, there's a million things that could go wrong. Guy slips. <laughs> Whatever it is, like, why would you take take all that risk? Just don't take the risk. Yeah, they were they were playing scared, playing scared. I was happy to see that. I mean, that that helps the Patriots. I don't know, if it's gonna help us in the long run, but I was happy to see them lose. Derrick Henry's just a beast. Yeah, he's a man. Um, do you guys see who the Seahawks picked up? Picked up uh, Cam Newton and Jacob Eason. Whoa, wow. they got both picked of them. Up Cam. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think they believe too much in uh, in Gino, old Gino. Yeah, I guess not. Good old Gino. Yeah. So uh, the Jets go to. I mean, they. <laughs> Let's see who the Jets lost to last weekend. Uh, I'm sure it wasn't pretty. It turns out that they were on a bye, so Belichick yeah, I, gets to face the wrath of Robert Sala coming off a bye with two weeks to prepare. And uh, just oh tell tell Zach Wilson that there are no ghosts in Foxborough. Do you think he believes it? No, Dude, I he's mean, the right. only quarterback that's more hittable than Mac Jones. <laughs> you know, I'd say so. Yeah, and I mean, with the headband and all that shit, dude. I I I gotta knock him out if I'm playing against him. <laughs> and I'd love to see Judon just go crazy this week, man. I'd like to see Judon. I'd like to see some of the other guys. I'd like to see less Van Noy on the goddamn field. Maybe a little less wise and get some more rotation in with Uche and Collins think, uh, on there. Henry Anderson's just been nowhere to be seen. I don't know. He's what IR. That guy. He's yeah, IR? Yeah, he got hurt. Yeah. He's out for the season. Um, He's out for the season? Torn peck. Yeah, torn peck, Toro. Oh, my God. I didn't see that one. I was wondering what happened. Wow, what a waste of money that was yeah and gotcha wasn't playing well either i was unimpressed with him yeah. no. we get um we get a defensive lineman back this week i forget who it is um winovich but, went to ir there's we're, we're getting we're getting hit with the injury bug there was five guys that practiced on on wednesday and we, we, we get back we get byron cowart back from the oh pup list i like that i like that that's pretty good he's a good player i mean you could do worse I don't think uh, I've kind of seen enough of Hightower. I, I think the uh, the play of Bentley is quickly making Hightower surplus to requirement. I, I feel like he's just hasn't looked the same. Um, that's a problem going forward. And if yeah. in in a four three, if we're gonna go four three, then um, I want to see. I feel like. I feel like Van Noy's more of the problem in my eyes. Yeah. I see Van Noy get beat a lot, get blocked a lot. I mean, they put him more in his defensive end position, which was nice this week. But They had Uche getting... coverage a couple times this week, 
by the way. They did do that. I mean, he's fast. They got to get him on the field. I'd much rather see him on the field more than Van Noy, I think, at this point. Well, luckily, luckily for us, the team that's coming into Foxborough this weekend is currently 32nd in the NFL in points scored, 31st in yards on offense. They have the 30, 30th ranked passing offense and the 31st ranked rushing offense. This is far and away the worst offensive team in the NFL and arguably Good. the worst team in the NFL when you look at the defensive numbers as well. So. Uh, it should be a good opportunity for us to get our feet under our under us ourselves and uh, get our first win in in a number of weeks here. Yeah, I mean yeah. the only thing good about him is Quinnen Williams and a couple of the, their defensive players, uh, Marcus May, very good. Um, there's no reason we shouldn't win this game, and especially at home to be 0 yeah. 4 at home at Gillette Stadium of all places is a disgrace. So. These guys need to have some pride and get us a uh, get us some home wins because, you know, I'm sick of I'm sick of uh, people coming here and stomping on us. I don't like it. Yeah, can't have that own yeah. four continue. Uh, and one of the things, it's you weren't the defense isn't going to have to play ninety plays again. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. No, they they can't afford to. I think this is the perfect game where you go, you beat the crap out of a. a uh, you know, known opponent of yours. I know they got the two weeks to prepare, but hopefully that won't make much of a difference. They are just, like you said, working with minimal talent over there. Um, try and get some of the guys going that haven't been able to get get kick-started. Uh, get the tight ends going. See if you can get anything out of them. I mean, this is the game to do it. And your defense, just find what you, I know you're going to find some things that work on defense here. Find out what you are good at. Not only what you need to stop the Jets, but just something, things that you can do consistently on defense that get, will give an offense uh, some issues. This is almost like a test game. You got to win, obviously, but like play around with some stuff, do some different things in this one. You know, it's not as you know. Hopefully, you can go up early and play around with some schemes and see what can frick what combinations of guys work because we know we have talent here it's just putting the guys in their best spots to succeed and bill's used usually the best at that so that's what i'm looking for yeah when these teams played in week two the patriots won 25 to 6 what do we see as a, a prediction for this game i can go first I think, yeah, what do you got? I think our offense has improved since then. Uh, granted, in that game, we had like five takeaways. So that I think that kind of inflated our points number at that point. So I think those those two things fairly even themselves out. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Pats 27. I'm going to give the Jets 13. I'm going to go 27-13. Oh I was, wow. Yeah. I was going to say the exact same score. But since <laughs> you said that score, uh, wow. Uh, the benefits go, of going first. I'm going to go Pats 31-13. There you go. No, I was going to say 31-31-10, Pats. Nice. Yeah, I mean, in, in this game, for me, it pretty much comes down to, can we block John Franklin Myers and Quinnen Williams? Franklin Myers seemed like a, a bat out of hell the last time we played this team. Mm -hmm. uh, so that that's pretty much it. Just don't let them wreck the game. Yeah, I think Quinnen Williams is the tougher block there, but since our right tackle is absolute dog shit, um, I I would say Franklin Myers is probably the bigger issue. Yeah, Weno uh, there. I gotta is, think if on Weno at right tackle makes too much sense to me, especially with with Trent Brown continuing to be out. Yeah, he got placed he got on IR too. as well. Yeah, he's out for a while now. So whatever's going on with that ankle, foot, leg, I don't even know, but. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of weight to carry. The, pro the problem I have with it is you've tried to march him back out there to practice, and you didn't – I don't know what's going on with the medical staff, if if it's uh, something that's been lingering, but it seems to be getting mm -hmm. worse. So just sit the fucking guy down for a few weeks and, hopefully you know, hopefully get better. Yeah. 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 Ultimately, that's what they decided to do, so maybe we'll see him come November. Not a lot of great games this weekend, huh? No, like I was saying, six teams are on the bye, and a, a lot of those are the exciting teams in the league. You know, the the the, the Cowboys are, obviously, we saw last weekend, 
how exciting that offense can be. Buffalo as well. Minnesota plays strictly, strictly down to the down to the bitter end games. Uh, Pittsburgh, you never know what you're going to get. The Chargers Ooh, are really exciting. Getting the Chargers off a of fucking bye next week too. Yeah, so back back to back games. Back to back teams off a of bye. You guys, uh, not great. Quick to uh, back to last weekend. Did you guys see any of the shenanigans that were happening uh, with the Sean Taylor ceremony? No. No. Oh my. Oh my God. Okay, so in order for football team to cover up this whole. Uh, yeah, they brought uh, out Sean Bruce Taylor Allen. Day. They announced in like with no time to prepare for it that they were going to retire Sean Taylor's jersey, uh, number twenty-one, and try to take the heat off of off of uh, Bruce Allen, you know, and yeah. try to make it into something else. And Dan Snyder went to meet Sean Taylor's family with like a hoodie on. It's just so disrespectful the way they did it. Um. And then they had uh, his jersey, like, roped off. And Jackson Mahomes, um, Patrick Mahomes' brother, went and, like, danced in the in inside the roping where his jersey was. It was just a fucking wow. disgrace. Every, any way you slice it, it was a disgrace on the, on the football team's part. It was a disgrace on uh, – I mean, if I'm Patrick Mahomes, I'm telling my brother, this makes me look bad, dude, like – yeah, cut the, the shit. Fuck, what the fuck are you doing? That that doesn't do him any favors either. I, the whole thing, you should Google it. it it's no, that's, fucking. Nuts. That's just gonna infuriate me. What a dickhead! Oh, that that, that dude's dick. always doing just the dumbest shit. Just shut up. Just shut up for a little bit. Hey, this dude who who is a legend and died at a oh. premature age, and and you're gonna dance on his, ugh. Yeah. What, he, what he died? Twenty four yeah. years old when that kid died. He was like twenty four, twenty five, and he was already a legend. Yeah, he was amazing, and uh, for him to do that, man, it's just like an ignorant Terrible. kid. Uh, if I'm Pat Mahomes, I'm saying uh, that's that's enough with the tickets, kid. Buy your own fucking tickets and and keep mine. You know what I mean? And then yeah. his mom's gonna come at you. His name's not Pat; it's Patrick. And also, by the way, if there are tipped throws, those shouldn't be counted as as interceptions. Because those were tipped. Like, shut up. Get off of Twitter. His whole family. Yeah, right? Just shut up. Oh, my goodness. As if I don't have enough reasons to root against your son. It yeah. shouldn't because it's his brother and it's a different person. But it makes me think less of Patrick Mahomes. I already, like, I already do. Do you see you his, the interception he threw? He fumbles a snap. His second fumbled snap of the game. Fumbles a snap on, like, fourth and one. He decides, or it was, I think it was third and one. Uh, and then he's like, oh, shoot, I'm Patrick Mahomes. I'm just going to try to throw it up, even though I don't really have a grip on this ball. Throws an interception. They were going to get a field goal. And it's just like, oh, it's just dumb. He's He's got eight well, picks on the year in six games. I like the kid less and less, like, every Ooh. week. Uh, but great, that, great talent, but uh, there's something to be had there that's that's not there. And, um, patience. Patience. You know? Patience and humility. Those are, learn it. You uh, have to learn Back to Sean Taylor, just briefly. Thank you for bringing that up because, yes, it was very disrespectful for the the football team to march that out as, uh, like, the thinnestly, the, the most thinly veiled distraction. It was just, like, yeah, it was terrible. so obvious. And so it's like, obvious, yeah. I suppose it's one thing to do that with, uh, like, if they did that for Art Monk or Russ Grimm or some player who's still alive, but it's just something, I don't know, there's something worse about it because Sean Taylor's no longer with us and the the way that he died and just he he played football in a way that is currently extinct it's been legislated out of the game you couldn't play yeah. like sean taylor anymore and so that's why i think when you look up his youtube clips they have millions of views because people yeah. are enthralled with what football was like not too long ago inside of our lifetime we're like do you yeah. remember when sean taylor used to light people up and oh by the way he would take the ball away He'd run it back for a touchdown like Ed Reed. I mean, he was an amazing player, taken too early, obviously. But uh, just to the disrespect of the way that it was rolled out. But I'm glad that, you know, as you get past the the way that it happened, you know, his his number's retired. He is, he's uh, one of the few that are inducted into that shrine for the right. football team. I, I think 
for me, the most disrespectful thing about it from football team's part was the fact that they rolled this out with like no notice to people. Yeah, it was like days before they brought it up. Days before, well, usually it's months before, and and you can get the guy's family in there, and not just his family, but his old teammates. Brandon Merriweather said he he would have attended, but he found out about it two days before. That's uh, when they were on the road at Miami. Brandon Merriweather and him shared a room. That's that was his roommate, and he said right. I wasn't on, but I found out about it two days before. And you know what I mean? Like this is, and it's it is so obvious that they just did this to save face and to take the attention away from um, Allen. It's yeah. just fucking disgraceful. It was, it was brutal. Yeah. So real bad. Yeah. Anyway. Sean Taylor's a legend. Anybody out there who's curious, just YouTube Sean Taylor. Uh, you'll you'll be, find some cool stuff. You'll be really pleased with what you find. Go go back oh. to the, the days at the University of Miami. I mean, holy hell. He was one. Just type in uh, punter. Sean Taylor punter. Type yeah. that in, into your YouTube. When uh, <laughs> I think it was Tom Tupa or someone tried to scramble in the, in the Pro Bowl game. Yeah, and he just killed them. Absolutely one of the best hits of all time just yeah. lays him out on the sideline it was it was like a train hit the guy yeah james i don't know if you remember this but i remember being in a high school football meeting they they put us into the the little theater auditorium me and you yeah. and the rest of the team and and uh they announced that sean taylor got killed it's like what yeah Wait. That wasn't the whole purpose of the meeting. Like we we actually had to talk about an upcoming game and stuff. But they were like, Sean Kale- Sean Taylor just died. It's like what? Sean yeah, Taylor's a legend. Home invasion. Home invasion, right? Home yeah. invasion. Yeah. Yeah, I guess shot. Terrible. Bled out in the leg. But uh, uh, how do we salvage <laughs> the show at this point? Uh, so go anyway, Pats. Anyway, beat the Jets. Go Pats. Beat Jets. Yeah, they, they're ex- responsible for exactly half of our wins so far this year, so let's go ahead and make that two-thirds after this weekend. Yeah, that would um, be nice. That would be nice. Lots to work on. I think they're moving in the right direction. You know, the last couple of games, they've played really good teams. I mean, they, obviously, they, they beat the Texans in a, a nail-biter, but bet- on either side of that, they played the, the Buccaneers to a close finish in the fourth quarter. They played the Cowboys to an overtime game. Both teams are at the tippity-top of the NFC, so... There's some progress there. Just got to keep it marching forward and get above 500, hopefully in the next three weeks. But uh, that would be nice. Remains to be seen. Thank you all for listening, and we will be back next week. All right, guys. See you. Adios.